0: Hey there everybody, welcome to episode two of Keeping the Faith with Kim. So as you know, we are going to be pondering the parables, the stories that Jesus told to teach us a lesson. He told them a long time ago, but we can use those stories today and we can learn how to apply the same lesson he taught back then, to our lives today. And that's what I want to help myself do. And I want to help you do as well. So the second most searched parable of 2023 was the parable of the prodigal son. I think a lot of us, even if we, you know, don't feel like we are reading the Bible much or keeping up with our faith that much, I think a lot of us have at least heard of the prodigal son and that story. So let me just kind of summarize it. Um, The story of the prodigal son is found in Luke chapter 15, verses 11 through 32. And so basically, it's, it's a father. He's got two kiddos and, you know, there is an inheritance that he has that they'll get later in life. But the one son, he is fed up. He was, he's like, you know what? I want to be on my own. Like I got things to do. I got a life to live and I just don't want to live it right here. I want to go see the world. So he says to his father, Hey, I want my inheritance. I want to, I want to go. And I want to, he asked for a third of it. He's like, I just want to get, get on with my life and leave this. And I think there's just so much more out there. So the father, He actually says yes. So he's like, okay, son, take it. So the son goes and let me tell you what, he is living it up. He is living large. He is having fun. He is having the time of his life, but it runs out. The money, the good times, it runs out. And he finds himself without anything. And so... What ends up happening is he doesn't have a home, he doesn't have a job. He ends up working um as a with the pigs. He's actually working with pigs every single day. He went from this life of a, a lavish lifestyle, spending all his inheritance and now he's living with pigs and he was so hungry it says that he even thought about eating the same things that he was feeding the pigs. So then he realizes, you know what, I think that the, the servants on my dad's farm actually are living better than me. I, I think I'm going to go home. I'm not worthy to go home, but I think I'm going to go home. And you know, this whole time, the father is hoping that he comes home. And so when the son comes home, the father, it's actually says in the scripture, he ran to his son. And his son was like, I'm not worthy to even be asking you for this, but just I'll be a worker on your farm. Like, I'll do whatever. I I just, you know, will you take me back? And the father asks no questions at all. He wraps his arms around him. He gets everybody, hey, let's have a celebration. My son was lost, but now he is found. Let's celebrate and rejoice. And he welcomes him home No questions asked and slate wiped clean. Now, on the other hand, the other brother who had been loyal, who had been continuing to work, who didn't squander his money away. He's not so happy. He's like, Dad, what are you talking about? Like, how can you just welcome him back in? Like, what? What the what? Basically is what he says to his dad. And his dad is like, listen, you've been here this whole time and I'm so proud of that but your 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 brother was lost and he came back. He returned home. We've got we have to welcome him. We have to celebrate his return. So that's kind of the summary of the story. And you know when when we hear this story, so many of us we we can relate to how this might have been our faith journey with God. That you know, we're we're cruising along and we're palling it up with Jesus and everything's good. But then we're kind of like, ah, dang, I just kind of want to go live my life. I don't want to think about praying or thinking about going to church or thinking about reading the Bible. I just kind of want to go and do me. I want to do my own thing. And so we leave and we walk away and we, you know, we go live our life on our terms. And quickly we find out that a life with God is so much better than a life without him. And hopefully we have the courage to return to him, to come back and say, you know what, father, I have sinned. I am so sorry. Will you welcome me back? And just like the father in the story, father, God just runs to us. He doesn't ask any questions. He wipes the slate clean. He wraps his arms around us and he says, welcome home. You were lost, but now you're found. Welcome home. That's usually the lesson we all hear. But I kind of want to go a different way with this because I think the biggest lesson, at least for me, comes from the other brother. So bear with me for a second when I shift the lesson from the love of the father, which is a beautiful lesson. I don't ever want to read this story and miss that, but there's a lesson that comes from this brother that, that I want to share with you today. So. Let's think for a second. This son that decided, the prodigal son that decided to come home, the courage that it must have taken him to come back, to to know that he was going to have to look his father in the eyes and and say sorry. The courage, the humility that it was going to take for him to tell his father and maybe even his brother where, where he had been that he had been with pigs. It probably took every ounce of strength that he had to come back. And the hope that he had, just hoping that his father would accept him or, or just even give him a job on his land. But the amount of humility and strength and courage that took for him to do that had to be incredible. So let's just imagine if he would have encountered his jealous brother first, okay? He encountered the father. He, enc- he encountered his father who ran to him and welcomed him with open arms, wiping the slate clean and not asking any questions and being ready to have a party to celebrate his return. Could you imagine if the brother encountered him first? Let's think about that. I, I-, I picture it like the brother walking up to the prodigal son saying, who do you think you are? How dare you? Show your face again. How dare you return to us and think that we're going to welcome you back? Do you know what you did? Could you imagine the things that he probably said, the names he probably called him, the anger in his eyes and in his face that the, the prodigal son was probably seeing as his brother was just spewing all of this judgment and hate on him? Could you imagine if that was his first encounter? I'm going to go out on a limb and say I don't think he would have continued on to go see his father. I think he would have turned away and said, "You're right. I'm not worthy. What was I thinking? I'm I'm a low life. I I I'm I've messed up my life. I can never come back from this. I'm just going to go back and live the life that I was living. That was gross and disgusting. and But but that's what I deserve. Because look what I did. You can't come back from that. And I imagine him just turning around and leaving. Never ever getting that love from his father that his father wanted to give to him. So what I challenge us when we read this story, I challenge us to think about how we can be that brother in life today. There are people out there like the prodigal son that we run into every day. They are broken. They have messed up. They have made mistakes. They have gone down the the path that was not intended for them. They have made a wrong turn, they have taken a detour. They they have done some things that they are ashamed of, embarrassed about, and they are feeling so unworthy. And our encounter with them could make all the difference. The way in which we welcome them, the way in which we embrace them could make all the difference in their life. You know, we live in a world where there's a lot of division. There are a lot of people that we don't agree with. But that doesn't mean we can't still love them. And I think... This story is one that I can bring out into my everyday life. Whether it's comments on social media of somebody that is disagreeing with what I say. Whether it's a conversation about whatever it is and all of a sudden there seem, seems to be, you know, a little bit of headbutting there. Or we run into people who we can tell feel broken because of where they're coming from, because of what they've done. It is in those moments we have a choice to be like the jealous son or the loving father. And and that doesn't mean we have to agree. That doesn't mean we have to understand. That doesn't mean we're saying what you did was okay. What it means is we're saying we love you regardless of all of that. You are more than that mistake. You are more than that decision. And you deserve to be welcomed home. You were lost, but you have. You have had the courage and the strength to recognize where you were and decide to not want to be there anymore. And so we have the ability to love in that moment like Jesus to love like that father. Y'all, this can be taken into our jobs every day with our bosses, with our coworkers. This can be taken into our classrooms with our teachers and our fellow students. This can be taken into our families with our siblings and our relatives. This can be taken into every aspect of your life. When people encounter you, Who are they encountering? Are they encountering that judgmental son? That let me point all of your mistakes out and remind you how unworthy you are, son? Or are they encountering the loving father who wipes the slate clean, who welcomes them home with loving arms, who dusts them off and says, You are not defined by your past. Let's begin again. You are loved. You are worthy. So as I close today, I I just, there's so many beautiful lessons in this story, but that to me is the one that I think of as I go about my day. I know who I want to be. Is it hard at times? Heck yes. Heck yes, it's hard. You know, I used to say all the time when I was a teacher, Being a Christian and loving people like Jesus, it's a 24 hour a day, seven day a week job. You just can't take a day off. You can't be like, you know what? It's Friday. I think I'm just going to take the day off as a Christian. No, we are called to radically love people. We're called to radically love God and radically love others every single day of our life. But it's hard. And that's why my favorite scripture, like I said last week, is John 3.30. We must decrease so Christ can increase. Because in those moments where I want to be the jealous, judgmental, non-welcoming son, I need to decrease that so that love, the love of Christ can come from me and be given to that other person that was lost and now is found. That was broken, but I can choose to love and welcome them and remind them They are not defined by their mistakes and their past. So go out into your week today and recognize these moments where you can love like Jesus. So subscribe. I hope you do. I hope you're enjoying these episodes. I'm going to drop them every Friday. I wanted to get a couple out to you just so you can kind of see what this is going to be like. I'm going to keep them hopefully 20 minutes or less, but. I do love to talk about some Jesus. So sometimes I can get a little long-winded. Next Friday, I will be dropping the third searched parable. The third most searched parable in 2023, which is the parable of the lost sheep. Y'all, like I will say every single week, I can't wait to talk to you next time and open up the word with you but until then love them like jesus